0: We see Mickey again at the craps table. Uh-huh. After he played golf, he went and put on the same clothes that he wore the first night that he was, maybe it was luck. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You got to ride
1: Gamblers that street. Gamblers are some of the most superstitious people that they got out there. And if it was working, he probably put the same shit-stained drawers on his ass, too. <laughs> I <laughs> might, guarantee. He might have. He might have. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it worked. It worked. Because that dude did. made more money the second night than he did the first he night. He did. He did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal.
1: All right, bro. Hey, Corey, we back.
0: It feels like it's been a little while.
1: Well, that's because it has been a little while. Yeah,
0: man. What are we doing? What we've been doing?
1: Well, I mean, just between work, soccer, everything else. Yeah. It just kind of been one of those things where, you know, life gets in the way and you got priorities, and the podcast hadn't exactly been a priority.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and it sucks, too, because I really, really enjoy the podcast side of it. But, you know, it takes a little time. It's got prep work, inviting people, editing, putting it all together. And every time I pass by this room, that's what I think about. I was like, damn, I got to do another podcast. Right. But I called you today, and I was like, hey, dude, we, just had, we had a little something fun last week. Let's go do us a little debrief. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, so what we did last week, Bob?
0: We played a little bit of golf, but, I mean, we've talked about playing golf before, but
1: this was a golf trip. Yeah, a little special. We had a whole bunch of guys got together. Big shout out to Mickey Schmill or T-Boo as you call him. Yeah,
0: who organized everything. Yeah,
1: I kind of organized it. So we went three days, played one, two, three, four different courses, and stayed at the Golden Nugget. Right. So first day was Wednesday, right? Um, I worked half a day and we wound up you come pick me up at the house and we drove straight over to Mississippi, but we had one little stop we had to make first. We had to eat lunch.
0: Yeah, we were so tea time was at 1:30 aroundish around 1:30ish. Yeah, the first one. Yep, the first tea time. Well, we only have one tea time on Wednesday, 1:30. And it was in Ocean Springs, so we got there a little bit early so we could get us a bite to eat before we go play.
1: Ocean Springs, Mississippi, in case, yeah. you know, those who are listening who aren't from around the area.
0: Yeah, I don't know where there's another Ocean Springs, but I'm sure there's one somewhere. So uh, a- Absolutely. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, And, man, Ocean Springs, cool little town, huh? We drove in there, kind of, I don't know if we were on the main street or, or, or where we were, but um, met a few few of the guys there. So we had, what, maybe 25 guys going on the trip?
1: I think so. Up and, to, to in the 20s, I believe.
0: Yeah, we met four or six of them there. And um, in Ocean Springs for lunch at Mosaic Beer Garden or Beer
1: House or something. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. It was almost like the same place, but two different places. I don't know. Like you walk under this covered patio, which was the weather was absolutely yeah. amazing, by the mm-hmm. way. So you walk under this covered section and then it's like on the left hand side, you can walk into the restaurant, Mosaic, or you can keep on going straight. And there's another door and it's like a a bar, like a beer bar House room. I don't even know what it right. was. Yep. Yep. Because when I w- when I looked it up on the website, because uh, Ricky is the one that kind of told us about it. When I looked it up on the website, it was one website, but it had like two sections. So I was like, "Is this the same place? Which place do I look up?" When we were trying to get directions. But, right. but anyway, uh, it was really cool. We went straight to the bar. We all got some beers on draft. They had a whole bunch of selections. Mm-hmm. And then um, got a little order. Hung out with the guys. Met. Um, see, what you say? They had like six of us there. Chad and them were a little bit late, but they got there and um, yep, um starting the day off just right.
0: Yeah, and then proceeded to leave there to go get a little warm-up in at the
1: range at the preserve. Yeah, I haven't been on a range in a while. Because ever since Grand Ridge had the hurricane, well, Grand Ridge, but we all had the hurricane, Grand Ridge got all tore up. They don't have their... Well, they still have the driving range, but it's got a whole bunch of shit from all of the debris and everything else on it. So you can't use it. And boy, I ain't gonna lie. You know, part of our thing is that we're so inconsistent. And the only way for us to really get more consistent is to put in some of that work on, on the range, hitting your irons, hitting your drivers, you know, trying to figure all that stuff out. So it was nice to get there a little bit early that day. And hit some balls in the range.
0: Yeah, man, especially because the Wednesday prior at Lotto, I was shanking my irons, <laughs> and I didn't know where these shanks came from. Well, you and I both had a bad outing at Lotto that we last week. We, or we that did. Or that week. So, man, I got on that range, and I'm like, please. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened, but please, shanks, don't be there. And, man, the first iron I swung, whoosh, shanked that sucker. And I'm like, God damn it, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. And um, um, I, I was just I, I, I was like, well, I can't hit infinite balls on the range because I was in a lot of pain, and we can talk about that later. Um, I was like, I, 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 that's all I'm gonna hit. I hit some some irons, hit a driver a couple times. Driver looked good, and I uh, said, well, I'm just gonna figure it
1: out on the course. Yeah, and I was hitting the ball really well on a course, which kind of I mean on the uh, on the range, what scares me because mm-hmm. for any golfers that are out there, you know, a lot of times you can smash the ball on a range, hit your irons perfect. But as soon as you get to the course, that shit is non-transferable. Right. Uh, So I was kind of a little bit worried. But I was like, no, it's going to be good. I'm feeling confident. For me, that's the biggest piece is being confident over the ball, knowing that I'm going to hit it well. And interestingly enough, I hit it really well and could not score. And I hit it like shit,
0: (laughs) kept with the shanks. And I didn't score well, but I beat you. You did. Because you shot well, but I think on the greens, greens gave everybody a lot of trouble. And I shot like crap, but did a little bit better on the greens, I guess, to clean up the ball. Um, But I figured it out after about eight holes. um, And the rest of the weekend, the shanks were gone, and I hit some good iron shots. Yeah,
1: so let's talk about the greens real quick, because we were at the Preserve. First of all, the Preserve is an absolutely gorgeous course. beautiful. I mean, the fairways are like just these—it's just like— the grass is just a little bit of a cushion for your ball everywhere you go. It's so pure, so yeah. perfect. Uh, it, it was beautiful.
0: It was, and we were there, uh, you know, in the afternoon. So I guess we we teed off. We were the second group to tee off. So Something like that. Probably teed off about a quarter to two somewhere around there and played in the evening. And, man, it it that's a beautiful course. And we actually didn't start off that bad. Nope. I parred. I think we all parred the first hole. Right? Dog leg left. Um, no, I, I bogeyed that one. Oh, you,
1: yeah, the rest of us bur- uh, yep. pard you bogeyed. You yep. bro- bogeyed the first two. Yeah, but no, 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 no. The first hole I bogeyed, but I hit the green in two, so mm-hmm. I had a birdie putt. That's right, we're talking about those greens. Yep. And I tr- I three-putted. Yeah. Now here's the thing. As beautiful as the course was, the greens were absolutely preposterous. They were like glass. It was like putting on a freaking highway, and mm-hmm. the, your ball just didn't stop. On top of all the undulations, you know, up, down, left, right, side to side, uh, I just could not figure them out. No, those greens were super fast, which was
0: kind of crazy because I remember hitting the green and having to fix pitch marks because it it made, you know, a divot. But... The greens were like concrete. Yeah, they were hard. So I mean, we look. We talked to. So we had twenty five people out there. We talked to everybody after we played golf. Everybody had the same comment about the greens, just being ridiculously fast. You'd be three feet out, you'd lip it out, and end up eight feet away for your second putt.
1: Yeah, and that's what killed me. You know, I like for one of them a par three. Hit the ball to twenty feet, and I four putted. Right. Which I don't know if I've ever four putted in my entire life. I mean, maybe when I first started, but it was one where I'm trying to hit it soft and it goes like a mile past the hole. And then I try to hit it a little softer to come back and I leave it 20 foot short and I just couldn't figure them out. And it ate my freaking lunch. Well, I don't
0: remember if it was hole number two or hole number three where there was a green just over the water on the right hand side. And we talked to a few people, and that hole gave everybody fits. So you get down there. You can can drive short of the water and then, you know, a little wedge up to the green. But it's a two-tiered green. And the hole is on the bottom tier. And on the bottom tier, it drops into the water on two sides. Yeah, it's just a bulkhead. So it literally, the edge of the green goes in the water. So I'm putting for 3 or something like that from the top tier and it goes down to the bottom tier and there ain't nothing to stop it no it slopes all the way to the All water. All the way to the water. How the hell? So so you know, people are like, Oh, somebody saw it and they're like, I'm gonna Chad, take off a run. Chad going like catch it. And he started like, oh. the run to go get it. He's like, ah, I'm not gonna make it. No, but we talked to other people who did the same thing. Everybody who was on that second tier had to have somebody posted at the water so they
1: can catch your ball.
0: Yep. As it was going in the water. That that putt was ridiculous.
1: Yep. I think that was another one where I probably double bogeyed where I was on the green and two, three putted. Mm-hmm. Like just I mean, it, it was Insane. They ate my lunch. And I did it all day long. I wound up shooting 102 mm-hmm. on 18 holes. And I I honestly cannot remember the last time I shot in the hundreds. I really can't. No, and I'll tell you what. Um, I, so I ended up with a
0: 97. And to tell you the truth, after talking to people, 97 was pretty damn good. Um, yeah, a lot of people shot 100. But I think what saved me was my inability to chip. Because you know what I do. Yep, that Texas wedge, Bob. Yep, that Texas wedge. I'm like Bubby Golf over here with a Texas wedge. And the good thing about everything around these greens was so pristine, I could putt from 50 yards out. And I know people will will say that's preposterous. Nobody putt. I actually, I putt one from 100 yards out. I saw. I seen it. Th- and people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing that. Until they... See
1: where my ball ends up I know you've got a knack for it, and I can't and like I think I would be more upset if you pulled your wedge out around there and yeah. I'm like, dude you're not putting this because <laughs> even Chad was like
0: I, this dude's unbelievable I can't I've never seen anybody do this I just texted this wedge from off the green and ended up putting it you know within 10 feet out if I'm I mean that hundred yard when I was a hundred yards out shit I think I put it within 20 feet of the hole yeah. and was putting for birdie yeah so I think that's what ended up saving me because everybody who chipped the ball just rolled and rolled yeah, was, and rolled tough. and
1: rolled. Yeah. Definitely tough. You know, and I'm, I'm used to shooting in the eighties and to shoot a hundred and something. And the, to me it was, it was almost the, the prettiest triple digit round you've ever seen. Right. Cause I hit my driver. Well, I hit, I was hitting greens and fairways yep. and they, if, if I missed the green and I was chipping, I couldn't control it. If I was putting, I couldn't control it. It just, it ate me up. And, I still had fun because it's such a beautiful course. So, but it was pretty frustrating, right? You know, shooting that bad. But. Yeah, because we were all in the 50s on the front nine. Yeah.
0: And I'm looking at that and I'm like, holy crap. I shot a 54, whatever it was, but ended up with a 97. So it pulled it together much better on the back nine, but it was still a rough day. There was a lot of shots. Yeah. Uh, well, more putts
1: than any other shot just because it simply, everybody was three putting. Yeah, that was a tough one. So we leave from there and uh go back to the hotel, uh stand at the golden nugget, go get our showers. No, 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 no. You gotta talk about what happened. Oh, did happened. I miss something?
0: Yeah, you gotta talk about what happened before we went into the hotel.
1: What happened before we went in the hotel?
0: We drive up to oh, the, yeah. we drive up to the I guess the valley parking portion of the golden nugget and there's a uh, there's some people there you know the workers bellhops whatever car parkers I don't know so we're going to valet and the, this person comes to the to the truck and says uh, we we tell them we want valet oh we we don't have valet oh shit well what do we you know we thought y'all had valet no we well, yeah, stopped I,
1: since covid we haven't had valet and um, yeah I asked her I was like listen uh, no offense but if you don't have valet what are you doing here. And she was like, oh, I'm the bellhop. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah so I didn't think about that. Drop off your luggage, right? Yeah. But then she was like,
0: eh, I'll hook y'all up with a spot. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I'll hook y'all up with a spot. I'll just park right there in the elite parking spot right next uh-huh. to the door. So uh, that's what we end up doing. I was like, any particular spot? She's like, nope, just park right there up against the wall.
1: Yeah, she just told us we could park there, but, but if y'all leave... Uh, then you're going to have to go park in a parking garage. I said, well, we're not leaving until tomorrow. We're going to go play golf again. She was like, okay, y'all are good. So we, yeah. we definitely got the hook up there. Yep, yep. So then we went inside, took our showers. Yep, took showers, and uh, we met up with Chad and Mills again, and we went eat at Saltgrass. That's it right. was right across the street from the casino. Yep. Uh, that was a pretty good dinner. got a few drinks. Uh, and then we went to the casino, did a little bit of gambling. And I did not. Well, you didn't. Well, I went to the casino. I yeah. just didn't do any gambling. Yeah, uh, but I did, and I wound up playing Pai Gow poker for the first time, which I thought was pretty cool. And I learned how to play Pai Gow poker. Yeah, just by watching. Now, typically, I I used to be a big gambler, but I'm a I'm a poker player. I play a lot of Texas Hold'em. You know, I've been did that for years, but I haven't played in a long time, and I'm not a big fan of table games like Blackjack, Pai Gow, all that. I used to play craps a little bit, but I feel like I'm just completely out of control there. I I feel like I have a little bit more control when I'm playing Hold'em, and they didn't have a Hold'em table over there, so I was like, you know, I still feel like gambling a little bit, so just brought out a couple hundred bucks, sat at the Pai Gow uh, table, had them show us how to do it, and it was pretty fun. It was kind of, you know, you can win or push, so your money, I feel like, kind of lasts a little bit longer, and I wasn't making stupid bets at first, and that's the interesting thing about PyGal, uh,
0: as you know, from other table games, I, I kind of get intimidated at casinos and people looking at you like you did something wrong. You you know, PyGal, the, the dealer was sitting there teaching you how to play. Like, oh no, you don't want to put these cards together. Why don't
1: you do this and put this over here and do this? And I was, I thought, okay, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And the other cool thing was like when you play blackjack, if you have somebody at your table who's like, a supposed expert, or at least in their own head, and you hit when you're not supposed to hit or stay when you're not supposed to stay, it pisses them off because Mm -hmm. it can affect their hand or the dealer's hand, and things can go awry. And I hate that part because I don't know enough about blackjack, and I don't want to piss anybody off. I just want to have fun. Pai Gao is complete opposite. It doesn't matter what you do. You have zero bearing, zero effect on anyone else except if you win. If you win uh, a big enough hand, you actually share the pot with other people. Right. Well, let If me back they up. participate in the bonus. Right, if they participate in the bonus, but you're not actually sharing. Like, I would win what mine is. Like, I hit a straight flush and won a bunch of money. It was 50 to 1. And they actually got, I think, $20, 20 or something they like that just because bucks. I hit it. So yep. it didn't come out of my pot, but they just got to, to share. So that was pretty cool. So everybody was... You know the camaraderie was there. We were all having a good time, high five, and when people would win, because it didn't matter. You know, it didn't right. affect anybody yeah. else. So yeah, that was definitely. And the fun. dealer seemed happy for you. He was like, "Oh yeah, you win." Yeah. Well, I was. I think I was the only one that was tipping them. I was. I. I kind of mentioned it to some of the other guys. Nobody else was really tipping. So I was like, "Well, maybe it's just some good juju. That's why I'm winning. Yeah, maybe a few so. dollars. So yeah,
0: five dollar bet. Fifty to one. Do you have any idea what that is? <laughs> like two point five million dollars? Oh no, I think it was like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah.
1: But I tell you, boy, if you'd hit that progressive, Shaw. Sure, hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Oh, that's
0: what was funny is that uh Christian sat down and he was playing for a while and he says he looks at the dealer and he says, Man, we all been putting this dollar up for that progressive jackpot, and it's got a screen that shows what the progressive what the progressive jackpot is and how much it pays out. It was like $154,000 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just only. No he's, big deal. He's like, we've been playing for like an hour. Put everybody been putting up a dollar every time on that progressive jackpot. That number hasn't moved in like two hours. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, it starts moving. I know. So I don't know if the eye in the sky heard him or like, oh, shit, they got us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I know. number it started, starts rolling. That no,
1: started adding up again. Yeah. And then at one point, he goes, "Bruh, why are you making this bet? To me, mathematically, it doesn't seem like. I'm like, yeah, you are correct. This is a stupid house bet, and it's only going to make them money in the long run. Right. However, comma, if you don't put that extra dollar or that extra five on there and you do hit one of the big daddies,
0: you ain't winning shit. Nope. And you're going to be some upset. Yeah. So
1: everybody else at the table is going to be going crazy. Yeah, I know. Because then I don't get my share. Come on, bro. Yep. Well, the funny thing, too, uh, Mickey was oh, playing Lord. on a craps table, and he actually did well. He won a, a whole bunch of money. A couple but, grand that but night. the funniest part about it was uh, we go to bed that night. Maybe like midnight, yeah, 11.30. It wasn't Probably too late. so. It wasn't too late. Get up early in the morning, get our stuff. We're going to go grab some breakfast and some coffee. And some of the guys, when they were leaving out the casino, Mickey was still... Well, the reason the we craps didn't table. pass
0: by him at the craps table is because we had the VIP parking. Right, so. so we went straight out the door. They had to go through the casino to the parking lot. Yeah, what a bunch of losers! And we're leaving, and they're leaving at seven seven o'clock to go play golf. And dude's still there, <laughs> same hat, same shirt, like never left the craps uh-huh. table. Same sticky a, draws and got a stack
1: of chips. Yeah, I know. I don't blame him. I mean, if 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 you hot and, and you're rolling plenty uh, plenty of good numbers. Yeah, I wouldn't have left either.
0: But the most important detail about that is that, you know, you and I didn't see him. We find out when we get to the course that he was still at the craps table when everybody was leaving to go play golf. Now, mind you, dude's been up for at least 24 hours at this point, right? Probably. And um, dude shows up, shell landing for 8 o'clock tea time. Hell yeah, he ain't going to miss nothing. Let's of that, boy. go. And ends up playing
1: 36 yep. that day. Yep. And at the craps table again that night. Uh-huh. And ain't no telling when he bit to, went to bed that three. night. Three. Three? He told me three. No, oh, that dude is. But he
0: won more money <laughs> yeah, again that night. I mean, you should have seen the crowd around him. He had like 30 rolls in a row, and just everybody at the table was making
1: stacks of cash. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a good time for them, for sure. So we go to uh, go to bed the first night, wake up the next day, and we head over to Shell Landing. We went and grabbed a little breakfast. And uh, made our way over there. We actually went to Waffle was it, Waffle House. Yeah, yeah, we went to Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a, a classic breakfast. And I headed the shell landing. Went back onto the range. Hit a few more balls. Once again, just, man, puring some irons. Crushing my driver. And just like, okay, just going to build up my confidence. Because like I said, the day before, even though I shot like shit score-wise, mm-hmm. I hit the ball really well. So I was feeling good about it. So we get over to Shell Landing. It wasn't quite as beautiful as as the preserve was. Right. But I'm gonna tell you, still top notch as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, especially compared to a lot of the courses around here. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yep. Uh more undulations, you know, up and down, pretty grass, big bunkers. But the greens a lot more receptive. Yeah. Yep. Reasonable. Yep. And scorable. Still,
0: still pretty fast, yep. but just not absurd. Right, you you could you could
1: putt and hold the green, or you could chip up and hold the green. Yep. But once again, I guess it just wasn't my week to putt. My drives were good, my irons were good, my wedges were good, and my putter let me down, which usually I putt pretty good. Hole number one, double bogey.
0: Hit the. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, I just barely missed the green, so I chip up for birdie, and then putt, 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 putt double bogey, and. uh you were kind of like, come on, bro. Because I didn't even concentrate on the last one. I was like instantly aggravated. Because hole number two, you did the same thing. Hole number two did the same thing. So I start double-double, which yep. unless you're playing basketball, that's not a good start. No, no. Yeah, yeah
0: I think that's when I jumped in the cart and I said, come on, bro, you need to wipe that bob in off your face. That's yeah, some I bullshit. I ain't I riding in a cart with you with that uh, Bobbin all day. Yeah,
1: I was definitely buddaying a little bit, but um, that kind of snapped me out of it because, you know, it's one of those where... You when you know you're so much better than that. And I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm about to just shoot another hundred again today. This is ridiculous. Nah.
0: And then hole number three, you were going up there to putt. We win the cart, and I said, Come on, bro, I got confidence. You can make this thing. And that was it. You kind of turned yeah. it around from there. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's hard to start whenever you plus four uh right. after two. Yeah. Um, but wound up finishing front nine, uh, I think I shot like forty seven and um The back nine shot a 41. So the 41 was was a little bit more my style. Um, Got a little unlucky breaks here and there. I kind of hit it in the water a couple of times, hit it out in the trees once or twice. Yeah. Uh, But an 88 was a lot more reasonable and a much easier pill to swallow, especially after starting double-double. Yep, yep. Uh, But, you know.
0: And I had my best round ever. I'm not a great golfer, but I had my best round ever there with the, I think I beat you by one stroke. Yep. Yep. So you beat me two in a
1: row yeah, out yeah. there in the courses. So Boy and I was so damn proud. I wasn't rubbing it in though because no. he was upset. No, but I mean the <laughs> thing is I, I was upset, but I wasn't really upset because you know, we out there the keep it in perspective. I was having fun with all my friends. Right. I was playing golf. Even a bad day of golf I, yeah, is still better. Exactly. Than day I wasn't work. at work. I wasn't having to deal with any kind of craziness. So, I was still having fun, and I was happy for you because you were playing really well you were you were definitely playing better than me and and you deserved that those two scores but well I think you know.
0: at the end at the end of because so I was on pace to shoot a lot better. The last two holes that morning I doubled, so you know had i had I been able to hold it together, I mean, that's four strokes I gave away in the last two holes. I could have shot really good round. Um, but you told me something you were like, uh, come on, man. Oh, th- no, but this was, this was the the final morning when you told me uh, about my favorite, about the eight iron. Yeah. Your favorite club. And yeah. I said, well, my eight iron and just pretend you shoot, just pretend everything you're hitting is your eight iron. And then I stuck that yep. eight iron, like 10 inches away from the hole from about
1: 150 out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That helped. So we When we go into, uh, we we didn't talk too much about all the beer we drank the first day because we did drink uh, quite a bit of beer, uh, starting starting from when we ate lunch, playing all the way through the round, plus all that night. Well, the next day, I kind of had a bad head. Uh, It wasn't necessarily because I drank too much, although that might have had a little bit of uh, contribution. But the thing that killed me was the Golden Nugget is not a smoke free facility. It is not, and. Even though it wasn't terrible, I'm not usually around smoke that much. And, man, my throat was bothering me. My sinuses. Yeah. Like, I was all destroyed. So, on top of the, all the beer we drank, we didn't drink any beer on the front nine. Matter of fact, when we when we played the front nine, we made the turn. I went inside, and I got a big old water, a Powerade, and a Snickers. You Breakfast did. of Champions. And I got eight milliliters because I knew you were going to start drinking yep. after that. Yeah, I'd so I pounded that Powerade. I ate the Snickers. And then we started drinking some beer, and having a good time. But yeah, that that was definitely fun. So after we finished the 18, the plan was everybody was going to go play their own ball. You were going to get your score, and then when we made when we came in after 18, we were all going to sit down and have lunch. They were going to put all the cards together, form some you know handicaps, I guess you can say, and we were going to create some teams so we can play some four man scrambles and bet a little bit. Well. The replay was like $25. Right. And when we went to talk to the guy about going replay, the course was so backed up and so busy. The guy was like, you know, basically you can maybe get nine holes in, uh, but you can't do it for like another two or three hours. So that just wasn't going to work. I wasn't going to sit around for no. all that mess. So Chad actually found this other place called, was it Hickory Hill? Hickory Hill, right. Hickory Hill, like 15 minutes away. There's only like, 40-something dollars, I think, maybe. Right. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, we got got plenty of openings. Y'all come on over. So we all packed up and went to the other place, went to Hickory Hill. Now, this place was a gym. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that loosely. (laughs) Matter of fact, they had crabgrass all over the place. So when you go to put your ball down on the tee, if you put it down too far, you'd get a damn prick in your fingers. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they had some like Section Eight apartments around. I don't know if they were or not, but it's just um, it, it was it was a growing facility. You know, the guy the, the guy pro told us that they just took over, or some people had bought it out in July, um, uh, and and the the fairways had grass three feet tall. They had pine trees growing out the greens and that kind of thing. And they just opened in October and have been trying to get it. To playable condition, so it, it, they're growing. um You know, a year from now, who knows what it's going to look like? um I mean, they'll still have Section Eight apartments around the
1: greens, yeah. but but
0: the the course may look better. Well, and I'll tell still you, ended up being fun. Yeah,
1: I'll be honest. I'm just kind of picking a little bit of fun. Yeah, it, when you compare it to the other two that we just right. played, this it place was a goat ranch, eight. uh but it wasn't bad. The layout was fun. um You know, they had a lot of like regular grass all over the place, but it was easy to play. the 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 fairways were kind of stacked left to right. So if you sprayed one right or you sprayed one left, you were still okay. You weren't out of bounds or anything. Yeah. So we still had fun. So we wound up doing was a front nine. We played our own ball. We were playing Wolf. So we had we were betting a few dollars here and there, and we were all hitting the ball a lot better. I was hitting it better. These you can actually. Uh, we had a different problem with these greens, though. These greens were kind of like the old-fashioned in Hornville, yeah. and your ball would kind of remember that game Plinko from The Price yeah, Is Right, where exactly. the thing would like ping pong, ping pong. Yeah, but well, that's, that's what, what your ball, ball would doing. do when it go yeah. to the hole. It would not roll true. It was like bouncing left to right, left to right, turning all over the creation. Matter of fact, one of them Mills goes and puts it uphill, pushes it a little bit right. It goes right past the hole. Then all of a sudden, spins behind the hole. Probably hits a little chichito on the grass, and then backs up and goes in the hole. That's the craziest make I've yeah. ever seen. Like that is physically impossible. That would have never happened on any other course. But hey, it went in. Uh, right. Yeah. That it was. It was interesting. You know. It, it was. You just had to laugh at it because, you know, if you made it, it was just pure luck. Yeah, and Chad was not like making all of them because he grew up on fashion with them shitty ass courses, the yeah. shitty ass greens. So he oh, was. Oh, that's my jam! I he was like, play. Man, this is my home course. Well, I'm good.
0: He did shoot well. He 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 shot really well. Um, I was starting to shoot like shit because it was the afternoon. Um, I was already in pain. My wrists and my fingers and thumbs were swollen. Uh, we had played eighteen Wednesday, eighteen that morning, and I was played nine and shooting like shit and I just couldn't take the pain anymore. I'd taken three Aleve leave in the morning, two more I three Ibu two Aleve leave in the morning, three ibuprofen, and uh in the middle of the day and it just wasn't doing it. Um so I'm probably gonna be resting from golf for a couple of weeks. Um but uh
1: I just took it easy the rest of the afternoon because I wanted to be able to play Friday morning. Right. So the next nine you wound up hanging it up and you just drove the cart. Yep. But I have this really fun game. And if you're a golfer and you haven't heard of this game before, I highly recommend it. It's called Bad Cards for Good Golfers. Go check it out. Uh, not a sponsor, but I'm going to tell you, it is some of the most fun we've ever had. It's got all kind of crazy stuff. It's got attack cards where it's kind of bad news for another player. So you can like attack them with that card. Um, the party card. Yeah, party card is where everybody has to do it. Like we, the very first one we pulled was a party card, and everybody had to drive one handed. Yep. So that was always that's always fun. They got one that's called "sucks for you," where obviously it sucks for you, and it's something usually stupid. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one I forget what it's called, but it's like a really good card for you. Yeah, the hold on cards where you can take things away, or you can get
0: an extra advantage, or if you don't use the card, you can hold it
1: for um, to take strokes off your, your score at the end of the match. Right, yeah, because it has a little score mark on the top, like minus one, minus two, minus three, and that's what that card is worth, right. so pretty cool. We just did like a little $5 bet, uh, me, Mills, and Chad, and just played, and it, it's kind of cool. It's like the great equalizer, because no matter what your handicap is, you could have some really good cards, and you can have some really shitty cards yep. that are gonna, you know, add strokes to your to your game. Chad pulled uh, a really nice card. He got the tee off from the hundred yard marker. That's right on a par four. So he hits the green and he's literally uh, putting for eagle because he, yep. you know, it's a second shot. But yeah, it was a good time. But I wound up winning the money that day. <laughs> I got my, my butt handed to me the first two days, so it's nice to get a little bit of redemption. Yep. Um, from that game. But uh, we finished playing there. We go all the way back, start driving back to the casino. Yep. Oh, and while we were playing, your speaker died. We had a little speaker, one of them little Garmin ones. Oh, where yeah, it, yeah. It's got a magnet. It sits on the, uh, on the pillar of the golf cart, playing music the whole time. When it died on us. So when we get back to the hotel, I'm like, hey, uh, let's grab your speaker so we can bring it inside and charge it. And before I even finished the sentence, I thought to myself, I didn't grab my my rangefinder. And again, I have a rangefinder with a magnet on it that it sticks to the pillar of the golf cart. And as
0: soon as you said that, I said,
1: I didn't grab my speaker. Yeah. So I'm like, shit, dude, we left the speaker and the rangefinder on the golf cart. Yep. So I immediately called a golf course and sure shit, they found it. Yep. So they got both of them. And I didn't feel like driving another, you know, I think it was like 30 minutes from our hotel yeah. or something like that. So I'm like, shit. So like, man, maybe some of the guys are still there because they were behind us. We were the first ones to go off at that course. So we texted a couple of the guys, and sure enough, they were at the course still. So that helped out huge. They wound up picking it up for us and bringing it back. So that was super nice. Yeah, that was
0: good. So um, we got back, took showers, went back out. There's a little sports bar in the hotel. We said, the draft's on. Let's go to the sports bar. We'll get something to eat. We'll drink some beers. And um, we'll uh, we'll we'll watch some of the draft because the Saints had two first round picks. Yep. And uh, did we bring our? We we walked in with solo cups, right? We had split a beer, walked yep. in. Well, the, the people didn't care. We sit down with our own beers, and and uh, uh, Chad and Mills come join us, and then later on, Paul and Ricky and <laughs> Ricky <laughs> Ricky walks in there with an ice chest. Yep. Nobody tells him nothing. Dude sits down at a table with ice chest. We start cracking open,
1: sharing beers. Well, he sits down, and the the guy, the the waiter, he's an older gentleman. Ricky says, "Hey, uh, look, we're gonna crack open a couple of these beers. We're gonna do it." He says, "We're gonna do a beer share." Like that dude knows what the hell it is. Right. Hey, we about to do a beer share, and he gives him like like ten or twenty yeah, bucks. Right. Right. So the old man, he looks, he grabs that twenty, looks at the money, looks at Ricky, and just turns around and walks away. And Ricky says, "Hey, man." y'all have any plastic cups? That dude actually went and got us plastic cups so, we so that we could share the beer. That we weren't buying from them. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I tipped him really well. I gave him yeah, more than 20%. Yeah. And, you know, we were there for a little while, so we spent a little bit of money. So it made it worth his while, so he, he didn't really care. Nah. So that worked out pretty good. But here's the funny thing. You and I left, and we went to the casino. Right. Ricky and them still stayed there because they were waiting on their food. They were a little bit later than us getting in there. And while we're in the casino, Ricky texts us and says, Hey, I'm going back to the room. I'm going to get some more beer. Where y'all at? Because I'm going to come meet y'all. So we tell him where we at. And was like, cool. We're going to get drink some more like good beers. Well, the dude never shows up. And I don't know what happened. I thought maybe he just got tired. Maybe he, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Friday was the Dad dad's golf tournament at Willardale ricky and paul didn't stay friday to play golf with all of us they actually left and they wound up hanging out over at at the tournament because um port orleans was there oh yeah they had a little thing set up so ricky was hanging out with all of them well she rock winds up going out there on a golf cart and she was out there with uh rosie and all them they were zach had a, a thing set up so they were riding around she talks to ricky and she was like, hey, I thought you were out there with, with Eric. And she was like, he said, no, we left so that we can come out here and support Port Orleans. So fast forward even more. Friday night, me, you, She Rock, all of them, we all go meet at Willardale to go or Grand Ridge to go into the karaoke thing. Mm-hmm. And we, Paul's name, Paul and Ricky's name comes up. And Nicole says, yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. Don't you think how they got kicked out of the casino? I was like, who got kicked out the casino? She said, Ricky. I said, Ricky Perkins? She said, yeah, apparently uh, he tried to uh, share some beer in the casino and they they got mad at him and kicked him out the casino. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I didn't know that. I know. I've been meaning to text him, but I keep forgetting about it. So I need to hear that story. So Ricky Perkins, you got some explaining to do, son. I mean, what, what did he do, go in the main pit
0: or something and start giving know. out beers? I don't know, bro. Uh, we got to find out. I guess it's frowned
1: upon. You to bring your own alcohol in the casino. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I could imagine that there's no chance we should have been doing what we were doing in that no, little sports bar. No. But, oh, well, it worked. Well, so that was Thursday
0: night. Yep. And after dinner, you go back to the pie gal table. Yep. And... um. We see Mickey again at the craps table uh-huh. wearing, he, after he played golf, he went and put on the same clothes that he wore the first night that he was, maybe it was luck. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You got to put, you got to ride street. are some
1: of the most superstitious people that they got out there. And if it was working, he probably put the same shit stained draws on his ass too, I <laughs> My, guarantee. He might have. He might have. Yep. <laughs> but hey, it worked. It worked. Because that dude made more money the second night than he did the first yeah, he night. He
0: did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we ended up spending a couple hours again playing Pie Gal. Mills played that night and, um, hanging out. So, uh, that was fun. You know, it was just fun to to sit there. I didn't gamble, but to sit there and and watch, um, and, you know, just get excited about other people gambling and winning. But you started betting stupid
1: at the end because you just wanted to go i'm assuming either win big or no what it was is so i won some i more than doubled my money the first night right so i only played with those winnings i i kept my initial investment in my pocket i was like i'm just gonna have some fun i'm playing with house money if i win great if i don't oh well so i thought mills and chad were about to call it quits because they were both like getting to the bottom matter of fact they both went broke when i started like betting real big i was Mm -hmm. betting like you know, 50, 60, 70, $100 at a time. And when they both lost, they both buy back in. I'm like, what y'all doing pulling my money? If I'd have known that, I wouldn't have been doing what yeah. I was doing because I thought they were going to end. So I was either going to, you know, double, triple, quadruple my money or I was going to lose. Well, once they did that, I started pulling the bets back and just kind of betting, you know, the minimums or 25, 30 right. bucks or whatever. And we it lasted a little bit longer, but then I was kind of like, eh, Screw it, I'm kind of tired anyway, so I was going to try to double my had money. We to play golf the next day. Right, and it was a little bit later. It was probably like around 1 o'clock yeah. in the morning now. So I figured I'm either going to go to bed now, or I'm going to double or triple my money, and then I'm going to go to bed. And, of course, I lost. Yeah, it's so, a casino. Yeah, it's a casino. Yeah. So no big deal. I still had a good time.
0: So the next morning, was um, we were scheduled to play at Wind Dance yep. at 9 o'clock. And Wind Dance is kind of... Uh, well, it's it's on the way home in in Biloxi, right? So, uh, But we had to go to Island View first. It's in Gulfport, actually. Oh, okay. That's right. We were in Ocean Springs, go through Biloxi, to Gulfport. Yep. But we had to stop at Island View to get a player's card. Yep. Because Wind Dance, without a player's card, is 90 bucks. With a player's card, is 45
1: Yeah, and I know. And I wonder if... That's like an all the time thing. Like, do all I would assume the card is. holders get to go whenever they want? There's no limit. They can go play for forty nine dollars. I would, I guess, because I'm gonna tell you if that's the case. I love that. I course. would absolutely go drive all the way over there to play and then drive all the way back. That course was probably one of the my favorite courses that I've ever played in. Yeah, you would leave. You would leave the green and then you're driving like a quarter
0: of a mile through the woods and by these creeks and over little bridges and everything like that. It was.
1: It was awesome. Yeah, it was. The, I mean, it was again. I think the um, what was the first one that we played? The Preserve. Preserve. That one was definitely the the nicest, most beautiful course out out of the rest. Wind Dance, I think, was a a, a good second for forty nine bucks. Well, that's the thing for forty nine dollars. Number one and number two, the greens were fantastic. Like you can, you can yeah. stop a ball if you hit a wedge in. Um, I backed it up a couple of times, so like it was a lot more receptive. The putting was a little easier. Now yeah. they were they were still kind of fast, so you had to be careful. Not what we're really used to, but and you we know. shot a. Well, you and I played a two man scramble, yep. and we shot what a 74? 74, four? Yep. yep, yeah. And a seventy four between us two is really good. And we actually double bogeyed a hole we, yep. on one of the holes, and this shit don't never happen. Y- you hit it in the water, and I hit it in out in the trees. Right. So yep. we yep. had to drop, take a penalty stroke. And of course, we both flubbed the, the approach. Yeah, we did. And yep. didn't you know, miss the putt. So, double That's bogey. It's all Mark's fault. You yeah, it is. Because I had Mark. A, you're right. For I got distracted. Hole. But, yeah. Anyway, we had a double bogey on the front and two birdies. So, we actually shot even. Yep. And then hit two bogeys, no birdies on the back. That's right. Uh, yep. But, like I said, super, super fun. Really, really nice course. Wide open. It was a huge layout beautiful greens beautiful sand traps i was i was
0: very impressed it i would like, love to play again from there might have been an hour and 20 minutes hour and 30 minutes home something like that it wasn't bad at all yeah but yeah i mean for
1: for that price if it's that price yeah i'd definitely go play that 100 percent, 100 percent. but i think all in all it was a great trip even though you didn't really get the Really hang out with all the guys because you can only play four at a time. Right. We kind of hung out at dinner, hung out at in the, in the uh, golf course. I mean, um, the casino, listen to me. So it was a great trip, and I'd love, love to go do it again. But one thing is I told Mickey. We stay in at a non-smoking yeah, casino. I ain't stay, yeah, I ain't doing he that not No, he won't. But I, 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 he smokes a lot, so I know that's why he wants to stay in a, at a place like that, in all fairness. But it doesn't mean that we have to stay there. No. So, but we're definitely going to do it again for sure. That was a whole lot of fun. It was nice to go play some other courses, especially places that were that nice. Yeah, for sure. So, but anyway, we just wanted to do a quick little debrief and uh let everybody know kind of talk about it, get back on the podcast and have some fun. And hopefully we can do this again pretty soon. Now, I do have some other people that are kind of I, I hate to say lined up, but I've talked to them about being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Wright, who she started that, you know, that crawfish ball that I do the judging on. They had asked me to be the judge last year. Right. Uh, I think it's like one team, one fight or something like that. I don't want to misspeak. But yeah, I was there for the podcast last year prior uh, to that. Well, we're going to have her on this time since she's the one that started it. Uh, I texted her. She said that she's in. We just got to, you know, she was like an ER nurse or something like that. So her schedule is probably bananas, but we're going to work that in. I want to get Joe Ganote back on here again pretty soon. I'm going to have Matt Jewell come back on so we can talk about some of the post-IDA stuff. That's a person that I've been wanting to talk to again for a while. So we've got some things coming up. I just got to get some time. Uh, hopefully, there's a summertime. We'll be able to have it a little bit more because, you know, soccer's hot and heavy. We got um, the state tournament coming up next weekend. So, uh, but we're going to fit it in. We're going to have some more fun because this is the kind of shit that we like to do. So, uh, But, you know, until next time, Say hi to your mom and them family.